Hello, and welcome to this month's podcast for The Lancet Digital Health. I'm Christina Wayman, and I'm joined today in the studio by Guy Martin, Vascular Surgeon and Clinical Research Fellow at Imperial College London, who led an investigation into IT failures in the NHS in England and Wales in the past decade. Thank you for joining me. Not at all. So what inspired you and your colleagues at Imperial College to do this analysis? Curiosity or personal experience? Um, I think it was a bit of both, really. Um, I think this particular study has formed uh, part of a wider uh, kind of theme of work that we've been looking at, uh, which is about, I suppose, taking a, a critical look at the use of health IT and new digital technologies uh, from a clinical perspective, from an end user perspective, um, with the view that I think we're all thoroughly convinced that sort of digital is the way forward and is going to be transformative for medicine. Uh, but equally, I think sometimes we've not taken a critical look at some of the potential downsides with any new technology that, that is there. Uh, and so we've been sort of doing a, a broad spectrum of work around risks, uh, be that around resilience, uh, security, failures, etc. And this, this study formed part of that wider work. So the, the study itself is a huge undertaking and your search method was complex. Can you talk our readers through this process? Specifically, how did you ensure that all reports were found. I mean, 13 million um, reports, wasn't it? Yeah, um, I mean, really big undertaking. Um, I think probably the, the first thing to take a step back of sort of how we had access to this. So we're fortunate enough at, at Imperial to host the National Reporting and Learning System uh, on behalf of uh, NHS Improvement to now sort of oversee it. Before that, it was the uh, National Patient Safety Agency. So we're fortunate enough to host that uh, data set for them and do lots of work on analysing it and sort of un understanding what's being recorded. So from that perspective it was a opportunistic almost. We had access to it and thought it'd be an interesting thing to look at. Um, absolutely it's a real challenge. 13 million incidents or so growing all the time. Um, not terribly well categorised and coded, particularly with regards IT failures. There aren't really many specific codes for them. Uh, so principally it's focused on the free text descriptors. Um, some of these are only a couple of sentences, some of them are 500 words, so again, a real challenge. And you know, I think, to put it in perspective, we did a bit of work and sort of, uh, if you talk about Clostridium difficile infections, there's over many hundreds of different ways that they are presented within the free text, talking about the same thing, it's obviously really difficult. Um, so I think, coupled with that, there's obviously lots of work that's been done around some of the inherent problems of incident reporting, uh, be that under-reporting, bias of who is reporting. Uh, I think some of those issues are particularly pertinent to IT failures where lots of staff would not see that as a, uh, a safety failure per se, they'd say it's an IT failure and report it in that way as opposed to reporting it as a patient safety issue. So I think what those underlying assumptions and then it's about how you identify incidents within um, the text descriptors. Uh, I think the key is to say we certainly haven't identified all of them. Um, I think that wasn't the aim of the paper. The aim wasn't to say this is the end all and be all of a decade of incidents and this is the prevalence of incidents. It was about trying to discover some key themes and particularly looking at the preventability of such incidents. We took a pragmatic approach to it. Uh, we uh, used some text mining techniques to try and look at all 13 million records to get a good idea of what was going on and then use some expert um, validation of those in terms of expert review, manual review of them. Um, and hopefully we've got a good, you know, representative cross-section, um, although definitely not a complete cross-section of all the incidents. If we can go back actually a moment to 
um, where you were talking about how incidents were reported. How much of that do you think might be down to education and training of staff in IT? Um, I think that's really, really important. I think the uh, as we become ever more dependent upon IT to deliver safe care and resilient care, it's important to see that those systems are fundamental to delivering safe care. And therefore, if those systems fail and that impacts patients, then that should be seen as a safety failure rather than just a, my computer's broken again, I'm going to phone up IT. Um, You know, if there is a a failure of a different process that led to a retained foreign body or a, you know, a drug error, you wouldn't, or a a serious side effect from a medication, you wouldn't you'd put it down to that and you'd act on it appropriately. I think we just need to maybe see IT in the same light. And that's around education, it's around culture, it's around training um, of all staff, be it, you know, and frontline users and also IT professionals as well. Okay, so coming back to your study, um, uh, what were the, in a nutshell, can you explain to us the key findings um, of... of Yeah, absolutely. So I think, I mean, obviously there's a number of things to take from it. Uh, I would say sort of key headline key headlines would be uh, that probably almost certainly health IT failures are a underreported yet potentially significant source of harm for patients. Uh, I think we can probably say that the majority of them are likely to be preventable if simple steps were taken to mitigate some of the risks and work around them. Uh, And as we said, I think they are significantly underreported probably, um, judging by the small number that have been reported, yet then you talk to anecdotal uh, reports from frontline users, clinicians, and also other studies and other reported issues with IT and some well-known failures that probably they are underreported. So this study was done on the NRLS. National Reporting and Learning System. Thank you. Um, Records in England and Wales. So how do you think it compares with other settings? Um, So I think there are some broad... uh, so it has broad applicability to other systems in the sense of, you know, all health systems, particularly in uh, sort of the developed world, are moving more and more towards becoming reliant on IT. Uh, there's broad crossovers of systems, particularly electronic healthcare record systems, PAC systems. You know, they're not a UK only system. They tend to be a global system used around the world. So from that point of view, I think there are certainly a lot of parallels. Um, I think also you've got to be cautious with drawing too much from it there is certainly an NHS context to it you know the NHS has not always been fantastic at delivering IT uh, and certainly there is very wide variability in the digital maturity of organizations within England and Wales they do IT very differently to for example the US system which almost certainly is much more digitally mature Uh, and I think there's also something around instant reporting attitudes towards it uh, and I certainly think there probably is a difference in that across different systems as well. In terms of what can be done moving forward, I think from from your paper, 75% of um, the IT failures mm. were preventable. So what, what do you think can be done to mitigate the risks of health IT failures moving forward? So uh, I think fundamentally you have to start from the point of saying that all IT will fail at some point. You know, I think uh, there's no such thing as 100%, 100% you know, functioning resilience. But from that assumption, you can plan to always make sure that that shouldn't impact patient care. You know, be that having resilient backup, be that resilient downtime procedures, be that 
being aware that it is a risk and you know just working around that and taking up pragmatic solutions you know i think as one of the examples we highlighted of sort of the it support for specific systems being outsourced and it's only available monday to friday eight till five is a clear example of a preventable failure i mean systems are being used 24 hours a day seven days a week they're critical to patient safety yet an organization's only paying to have them supported eight till five monday to friday that is clearly a preventable source of harm you know could be easily resolved so it's around planning for failure and trying to mitigate it um i think it's also about increasing awareness um and uh, that's about staff training it's about staff culture as we've already um, touched on before um and i think it's also more broadly within healthcare whilst embracing the uh, significant benefits that health it and new technologies will bring being cognizant that all new developments potentially have downsides, risks, and we must be aware of those, seek to understand them better uh, so we can reduce the risk of them negatively impacting patients. Okay, well, that's brilliant. And that just about wraps up our podcast here today. Um, so you can read the paper from Guy Martin and colleagues online now at the Lancet Digital Health. Thank you for listening. And thank you, Guy, for joining me today. Not at all. Thank you very much.